Hi, I'm Christopher Carroll Smith, the disturbed mind behind Dreams from My Brain. Dreams from My Brain is a weekly podcast in which I narrate entries from my dream journal. These are actual dreams from my actual brain. Creating quality art requires a ton of time and energy, so it would seriously mean the world to me if you would help me get the word out. If you enjoy this podcast, tell your friends, review it on iTunes, share the Facebook page, tweet at me on Twitter, whatever. It really means a lot. And if you want to support this work in a more tangible way, you could even become a Patreon supporter. Just go to patreon.com forward slash dreams from my brain. The intro sequence for this podcast uses the song I Dream by Nomadic XXL. And the outro for today's episode is the song Miss Ladybird by USO Sketch, both released under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported license. Thanks in advance for your support, and I hope you enjoy listening to these as much as I enjoy dreaming them. Dreams Hopeless Groundhog Day One I live in a small apartment in an underground city. One day I get up and go outside to see people running upstairs toward the exits, trying to get out of the city. What's going on? I shout at the runners. Why are you running? Most of them ignore me, though one man spares the breath to tell me to F off. Then I hear a low moan, and from a side passage shambles a dead-eyed woman with blood around her mouth. She spots me and comes toward me, eyes glimmering with hunger. More zombies emerge from the passage behind her. I curse and run after the people I saw heading for the stairs. I mount the stairs two at a time, dashing breathless up several flights. On floors along the way, I see people fighting zombies and dying as the shambling dead tear out their entrails with their teeth. Finally, I reach the top floor. There's a large lobby filled with screaming people clamoring to get outside. Beyond the mass of people, there's big windows and sliding glass doors that look out onto the street. Through the windows, I can see people exiting the building and running outside. The moment they enter the sunlight, they begin to transform into zombies. Their shoulders hunch, they groan, the life leaves their eyes, and they look for victims to pounce upon and eat their flesh. I immediately recognize that somehow the sunlight is turning people into zombies. But if the sunlight is so dangerous, then why are the living in such a hurry to get outside? It makes no sense, but I never find out the answer because a zombie pounces on me and tears out my throat. I jolt awake back in my apartment. Of course, none of that was real. There's a virtual reality headset strapped around my temples that's equipped with time-viewing technology, so I can view the future and try out different courses of action to see what the consequences will be. I smile grimly. With this technology, I should be able to play out today's zombie outbreak as many times as necessary until I manage to beat the zombies and survive. I press a button on the headset 
and go back in. This time, I grab a baseball bat from my closet and I head outside. There are runners again, fleeing upstairs. This time, however, I ignore them and focus on the zombies. Fortunately, these are slow zombies, not fast Resident Evil zombies, so I find it pretty easy to cave in their heads before they can kill me. I've killed three or four when suddenly I see a small, scared little boy. Please, sir, can you help me find my mom and dad? Sure, kid. What level do you live on? This way. He grabs my hand and tugs me into a passageway. We don't get very far, however, before a zombie leaps from a doorway as we pass by, and I wake up back in my apartment. Ugh. Had that kid lured me to be eaten by zombies on purpose? But no, that's crazy. I press the button and start again. Again, I kill several zombies, and again I see a child. It's a little girl this time. Mr. Help! I run over to help her, but when I get close, she looks up at me with an unmistakable evil gleam in her eye and reaches up and shoves me into a zombie's waiting arms. I wake up in my apartment again. This scenario plays out again and again. I kill hundreds of zombies, try to rally people together to help. Every time I meet a child, he or she is possessed by some kind of evil. The children do everything in their power to distract me, toy with me, trick me into getting eaten by zombies. For a hundred iterations, every time I play out the day, I die. Finally, I wake up in my apartment and realize the truth. The scenario is unwinnable. There is no course of action I can take that will allow me to survive. Whatever I'm fighting against must have access to this technology too. It's working against me, cutting off all paths to escape. There's only one thing left to do. I remove the VR headset and climb out of bed to live this day for real, for the last time. I step outside my apartment and break into a run. I join the runners headed upstairs. Those other people who, like me, must have used the time-viewing technology to live out this day hundreds of times. The other people who, like me, realized there was no way to win. As I run up the stairs, someone shouts at me, What's going on? Why are you running? I ignore him. He wouldn't understand. I reach the top level of the underground city, see the big lobby full of people clamoring to get outside. I push my way through the crowd and out the doors, and then I run into the sunlight. While my squad engaged the alien fighters in a vicious dogfight, laser bolts flying thick and fast through the blackness of space, I took advantage of the distraction to slip my stealth fighter craft into the alien mothership's hangar bay. Enormous by human standards, the bay looked tiny against the bullet-shaped mothership's vast silver bulk. I unstrapped myself popped the cockpit, and heaved myself out of the fighter craft onto the deck. Fortunately, no technicians were around right now. I made a beeline for the nearest doorway, headed to the alien's engineering room. Fortunately, I knew the way, because I'd done this before. As I ran through the metal hallways of the alien craft, 
I periodically ducked into doorways or behind cover, just in time to avoid being noticed by passing insectile alien creatures. I knew exactly when the aliens would be coming and how to avoid them. Finally, I reached the reactor room, ducking out of sight under a control panel. Then I crept close to the reactor, reached into my flight bag, and took out a small brick of plastic explosive. I placed the explosive behind a critical cooling duct. With the duct gone, it would only be a matter of time before the alien ship's reactor overloaded. Fleeing away from the engineering room, I retrieved a detonator from my pocket and flipped its toggle. An explosion from behind me rocked the ship. Alarms blared and the clicking sounds of the alien's language came through some kind of PA system. I made my way back to my ship, still taking care to keep out of sight. Then I climbed aboard, fired her up, and flew away. Meeting back up with my squadron of human space fighters, I gave the order over the radio for them to disengage and get clear. It'll only be a few minutes now, I said into my headset as we raced away from the former dogfight. The alien fighters didn't pursue us. Great job, flight leader, a voice said over the radio. Not really, I replied. When that reactor overloads, it destroys the entire universe. What? We have to stop it. Nah, it doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter? This is the universe we're talking about. Yeah, but tomorrow I'm just going to wake up and do it all over again. The voice on the radio was silent for a moment. I'm not sure I follow, flight leader. I'm stuck in some kind of time loop, I say. Every day I get up and relive the same day, fighting off the same alien invasion. Every day I try something a little different, and every day I fail. This will be the tenth time I've destroyed the universe. At this point, I'm sort of all out of new ideas. That's troubling. Yeah. You know, I did succeed once. Stopped the invasion, blew up the mothership, minimized human casualties... It was the perfect day. For some reason, I've never been able to replicate it. And you know what bothers me most about that timeline? I'm not sure if it was different, or if somehow I was. After a long silence, my wingman replied, It's, it's chaos theory, man. You say one word that inspires one of your pilots, and suddenly he kills the bad guys instead of getting killed himself. And it tips the whole battle. And the next day, your inflection is a little flatter because you're speaking from memory, and it doesn't light that spark of inspiration, and everything turns out differently. Yeah. Well, the universe is about to blow. You've given me a lot to think about. I guess I'll see you next time, man. With a flash of light, everything dissolved.